good day. You are listening to a podcast, but this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. Or this. What the? This is the podcast. Starring the tense. Starring the tense. The uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. All right, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the podcast. I'll be the host of this here podcast, the Ted Smith, the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. Uh, on the upper left, you never know where he is, but I'm hoping to hear about his trip this past weekend. He goes by the name of Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? Good news, bad news. The in-laws found out that we have a podcast and that there's over 400 episodes of evidence on yours truly, your boy. So, uh, you know, dice roll out there. Upside is they'll know who I am on a deep personal level. Downside is I may get kicked out of the family. What's up, boys? Uh, I mean, look, <laughs> I don't know if that's good news, bad news. That sounds like just straight up bad news. Yeah, that's that's bad news, bad news. <laughs> there are certain people in my family I'm like specifically do not listen to this podcast. You will never look at me the same. Oh, <laughs> they were like, right. what, what's it about? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Up there, down there in the bottom square, get everything all set up. Matt Comer, the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? I had I had someone tell me I should do a podcast today, and I was in a position where I could not tell them about this one. Uh, <laughs> oh, was this at work? <laughs> yeah. Nice, at Globo Gym. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, you got to keep your rep clean up there. Great idea. <laughs> <laughs> Globo Gym came up on Saturday, right? So I told you we were doing that, uh, like, you know, come watch playoff game or whatever down with the Hawks fans and like people, you know, everybody from KSW was coming down, down to Elysian Fields. Saturday, Cobb, Saturday was beautiful. Get up, sun shining. You know me. I old manned it Friday night, just like chilled at home. I just, it was nice to have like a quiet Friday, right? I was like, all right. Went went to the grocery store, got some food in the fridge, smoked some bowls. Like I'm just gonna chill out. But I woke up Saturday morning, like just raring to go. I'm like yeah. Saturday, I could sleep in. Like now, like I woke up at like eight fifteen. Like time to get the day going. To sit in the paddock, <laughs> it's chopping sunny up the outside, right? Like I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go walk the city for a while. I, I like. I never go to the barber shop. Like you can see my beard. Like during the pandemic, I just kind of stopped. I was like, you know what? Screw it. We pop in a barber shop and get a get a little beard trim and everything. It's time, baby. <laughs> get down there. Which I will say this about having a beard. It's weird. Like if I go like a while without trimming it, like people are like, oh, it's getting kind of long, kind of crazy. But like on Saturday, like <laughs> I mean, maybe it's just me, but like I'm like, oh, people are gonna notice. People are gonna bring it up. Nobody noticed. <laughs> <laughs> they see me out there. They see me. Yeah. I know that's I always feel bad. Like when I'm in the room and someone's like, oh, I love your new haircut to a woman. And I'm like, oh, I've been staring at him for four hours. Didn't even notice. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, look, a beard's not as long as like a woman's hair generally. So that's a little easier to notice, I guess. But I was just like, oh, somebody's definitely going to notice and like nobody cared. But I was like, but you know how it is when you're feeling fresh and clean. I was like, oh, I look good. Feeling good. I feel like you walk different when you're looking good and feeling good. Like, I, I'm with you. I, I walked like a mile to get a haircut last week. And since then, I'm just like, you know, I just there's a little something different about that cop guy. I don't, I don't know what it is, but a little something different. A little pep yeah. in the step. I think I feel the same way with a new pair of kicks. You mm-hmm. break them out of the box and you wear them that first day. It's like, oh, we out here stunting. Mm hmm. Yeah, dude. I, uh, yeah, 
I would love to see you do like a new pair every day for a year. Like that oh. would be that's the ultimate sponsorship for Ted Smith. Yeah, which is also not cost effective. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like only if they're sending them to you. Like there's like <laughs> we want him seen in Pumas. <laughs> you know what's funny? I very rarely own Pumas. Like Puma wants to send me a pair of shoes for every day. Like, oh, I'd be Mr. Puma. <laughs> exactly. I feel like I mean, I don't know. I know you're 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 a Nike guy. I could see you weirdly, I don't know why, but getting a K Swiss sponsorship. Are those guys still around? They are. They're kind of back a little bit. That's what I was gonna say. I feel like they would try to like co-brand themselves with you, you know? Like Nike, they're cool on their own. They don't need you, Ted Smith. No. K-Swiss, I feel like maybe it'd be like, you know, it's like a yeah, that feels like a match to me. Yeah, it's not a bad call. Actually, I wasn't even wearing Nikes on Saturday. I was rocking. I, I had a pair of uh, old school. Forget the name of that Adidas shoe, right? Not the Shelter. Stan, but... Stan Smiths. Yeah, Rod, Rod Lavers. Stan Smiths. Yeah, I was rocking those. Somebody's like, "Those are great shoes." I'm like, "Yeah, I've had them for like four years. I think I've only worn them like three times." <sighs> That's like a pain in the wow, grass this yeah. year. People are like, "Can't believe you're wearing white on white Air Force Ones out here on like the concrete and everything." I was like. Dude, I've had these shoes for years. Like, I very rarely wear, wear them. So, I'm like, you know, even if they got a little smudge on them, you get out, get out, get out a washcloth and clean those bad boys up. You're back in business. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, so I didn't, I didn't have fresh kicks, but they were relatively new kicks, new haircut. Like, let's do this. Met, uh, met the mayor, which, uh, you know, he was all fired up. He'd already been to the gym. Go down to Elysian Fields. Sun's out. Sun's out. Like. It's not it's not warm, but it's not freezing. <clears throat> Get in there. I was shocked. And like generally I'm not a skip the line guy, but the line was massive. And it's like 125. <laughs> so the game's kicking off at 130. I just blatantly walk around the side of the line, start talking to the dude that's working. He's like, I, I don't know, man. Like, I don't have a list. I'm like, uh, all right. So then there's like a little table past him. So I go up there and I start talking to that guy. And it's kind of that weird. He's like, I don't know. And I'm like, well, can you ask for this guy? And I'm like, he's like, who's that? It's like the owner. He's like, well, that guy technically doesn't own it and this and that. And I'm like, yeah, man. Like, look, I, I'm not trying to be that guy. I'm just like, see that giant stage over there? I go, in three and a half minutes, I got to be over there making an announcement. I've talked about it all week. And he's like, well, all right, all right. That makes more sense. And then I just go back over the guy. I'm like, yeah, we're good. We just need a couple bracelets. Right. And then I see that guy later and he's like, so sorry. I didn't know. I was like, no, no, no. Like, trust me, that that wasn't a fun interaction for me either. And there's like there's like podcast listeners in the line like, geez, Ted, you're just skipping the line. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I feel like this time it's OK. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. That's tough for both of you. You know, and that is an awkward moment when you're like having to kind of pull rank and you don't want to you're like look dude i'm a regular bar guy just like you i would wait in this line happily for an hour and a half and i've done so many times but in this specific instance i have to be that guy yeah exactly right because i've done it for seahawks games right like i've stood at a lesion i've certainly stood in a sluggers line and like people recognize me like can't you just cut the line i'm like well no because i'm waiting here at the event yeah, well, when it's like prick. When it's like <laughs> when it's like our event and I got to do some announcements and stuff, I'm like, ah, I got to pull the card this time. Uh, so yeah, get in there, do like the first announcement. P- I mean, people are pumped, right? And I and honestly, I was blown away. There was there was a good crowd, and it worked out perfect. Remember, I was talking about drum lines and how like mm-hmm. Blue Thunder is going to be there. I mean, we turned the corner, 
Blue Thunder's playing right outside. Yes. Like, Joe, Joe, that's what I'm talking about, man. Yes, I and love it, Blue Thunder. Oh, and at this point in the day, I've convinced myself Seahawks are winning this game. <laughs> <laughs> done deal. It's a done deal, dude. <laughs> right. <Put> the bank. <laughs> right. Like my buddy Brett's already down there. He's hanging out. And we had like a giant like stage area, right? So they have like kind of like a little upstairs on like the back or like, I don't know if you walk in to the left. So we just had that whole area. So it's funny though, is I got like the mayor with us, I got Brett with us, like a bunch of people from work are there, but I'm just like, just sit right up here next to uh Danny and his girlfriend. Like, it's gonna be the Ted Smith section. We can see the screen the best are up here. <laughs> but I mean, it's great. It's a C- it's a Seahawks crowd. Like, I'm doing, you know, the all we got, all we need, all we got, all we need. Hawks on three. One, two, three. The whole bar yelling Hawks. Mike Hawks up there killing announcements. By the second quarter, Mike goes, hey, we need to make this announcement and that announcement. And I go, Miles and Thriller, Nazi Hawks fans. Like, do you, let them handle it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of in the middle of something. You're my, like, <laughs> right? like, I'm That's awesome, this, dude. I'm watching this game. And at halftime. I mean, the place is just erupting, right? You're up one point at half, like not supposed to be there. Then the third quarter started and like it it went downhill, but it it was it was a fun time. Saw a bunch of people. Uh, There was a whole group of guys that show up dressed as like gorillas. I saw. Oh, I'm forgetting his name. I want to say it's Keith or maybe it's Juan. Those are way two different names, but he's (laughs) like, yeah, man, I met you at the, the podcast get together years ago in Tacoma. And he's like, next time I saw you, you were like, yeah, I don't remember you. And then my wife walked up and you're like, oh, now I recognize you. And I was like, I am so sorry. That that sounds very insulting. He's like, no, nah, that's all right, man. She's cool. Like, I get it. <laughs> it's like, all right. Yeah, she, she's, she's attractive. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Matt, were you with me? The most infamous one of those situations? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like what you do? do I, <laughs> oh God! You do, this I think this was after the Sounders won the MLS Cup at Hope. Yes. Oh right? Jesus! Ted. So we are we are drinking champagne in the parking lot. We are shotgun of beers. We go to the bar and this guy he he he's like and I'm just like sorry man like I don't know man I don't remember you and he's like he does it like twice like well this story and that's like story. it's me man <laughs> and I'm like ah oh, I don't know and the fight just goes. You had sex with my sister. I was like, oh, 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 oh is- <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Jesus, Ted. <laughs> That's wow, dude. I, I don't even so good. Wow. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> That's <laughs> I think about that moment like all the time. Oh still. God, it just dude. comes into my mind. <laughs> Because I mean, like, I'm hammered. I'm having the time of my life. Like, what? How do I know you? I don't know, man. Like, you had sex with my sister. Like, oh, I think I left pretty promptly yeah. after that. Yeah. <laughs> God, so, yeah, yeah, you're just living on like cloud nine. Yeah, but there was there there was definitely a lot of people there. Uh, it was it was just a ton of fun. Then after the game, went over to another friend's house, watched the watched the second game and stuff. Had a had a great night and everything. But yeah, Saturday, I mean. Again, one thirty NFL football. It's a sunny afternoon. Like the city was prime, boys. Primed. Yeah, that's rad. Especially, dude, Blue Thunder. I don't know what it is. Like, I, I love high school marching bands too, but it just pumps you up. You know, like it's yeah, it's like the sound of war drums. You know, like it just fits the mood. And it, I feel like those just get me juiced. Like uh for a minute, um, when I was working out in Austin. They, uh, I go work out at like a track near my house and they, uh, can you guys hear me? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
cool. My internet was cutting in and out. Um, so, um, I go and work out at this track and because it's so hot in the afternoon, they have the football team practice in the morning. So 7am, those guys are out there just popping pads, which I thought was impressive. But at some point I heard something weird and I took out my headphones and they're firing up the full marching band in the parking lot, 7am for practice. Yeah. did it every day. (laughs) The whole damn marching band. We're talking like 140 people. It's pretty cool. So yeah. And like, obviously best workout of my life. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, because well, I'm at the mayor. We had a couple glasses of rose, but now we're walking up again. It's 120. Blue Thunder's playing. You know me. I'm slapping him on the arm like, Joe, this is football. All right. This, this, yeah. this is what it should sound like. This is what it should feel like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. God, that is a good feeling, man. I, marching bands, dude. I'm pro. And you could totally see why they had like drums of war back in the day and like the horns and stuff like it gets you juiced. Oh, yeah. I mean, even on a smaller extent, but I mean, that's what uh, so you say when you watch like the All Blacks, the rugby team, right? That's why they do that hawker or whatever, because it's like back in the day, it would just like it was like a battle thing and it would scare the crap out of the other guys you're about to go into battle for or against. Oh, yeah, dude. I don't want to deal with that smoke. No way. Those guys look super intimidating. Uh, but yeah, super fun time. And then just a good weekend of football besides the Monday night game. That game just was a dud. But yeah, it just, I don't know. It was just nice, man. Saw Arsenal beat up on Tottenham. I think they're eight points clear in first place in the Premier League. I was like, all right, like Seahawks lost. But again, super fun season and they, they had nothing to lose. Ted, can I ask you a football question that's not really a football question? Sure. I'm I'm a little embarrassed to even have this in the chamber. I, I did not watch a lot of football over the weekend, but I did see a couple of headlines and I, I just want to get your thoughts. So I saw that potentially Giselle, Tom Brady's ex-wife, is dating her jiu-jitsu instructor, and Tom Brady is getting set up on dates with some other woman. What's your take on Tom Brady's life at the moment? (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know if that's really a football question. (laughs) Uh, Does, Does does Tom Brady play football? That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't look. Obviously, she spends a lot of time with her jujitsu instructor, but like, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think, I think Tom Brady. I don't think he's going to retire. I think he's going to play somewhere else next year. But mm-hmm. I don't know. That whole thing was pretty weird. Him retiring, then unretiring. I mean, it literally seemed like she was like, "I'm tired of you doing that," and he was like, "All right, I'll retire." And then he was like, "Oh, I love football." But yeah, like, I love football more than you. That's what it right? felt like. Sorry. Like, it's Tom Brady. Like, football's his love. <laughs> like, this is what he's done his whole life and everything. I'm just like, I don't know. Like, obviously, you'd want to choose your wife. If I, I assume if you're married. But like, I think that's an easy one to be like, ah, oh, sorry. Football comes first. Well, and Giselle, arguably at different points in history, hottest woman in the world. And he's just like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. It's like football. Ball is life. <laughs> I mean, I think you could make the argument she might be the most famous supermodel of all time. Oh, yeah. I mean, at least. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, any. Yeah, dude, she's very attractive. <laughs> yeah. Tom Brady, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there's right. a lot going on there. He he did look like a 45 year old quarterback last night, though. That That was like that was brutal. And then the kicker from Dallas. That poor bastard missed four extra points in a row. God. Oh my god! Extra points? 
four extra. Yeah. And he had missed the last one of the regular season. Like that's why wow. he's like, he's got Matt. You'll get this one. He's got the yips, the yips. They're yeah. Real. Like, right. Wow. Usually a golf term, but like it's happened in baseball before it's happened in other sports where like, there was a guy named Chuck Knobloch. We we're talking about this on the men's room today. He played second base and he was awesome. And then he got the yips. And he it got in his head and he couldn't throw the ball from second base to first base. He could like turn a double play or like throw it to third. He just couldn't he couldn't on a routine ground ball to second to the second baseman. Oh. He couldn't throw oh, it to first no. base without just chucking it over the dude's head. Oh God. That's yeah. wow. Yeah. So that guy's getting fired, right? The kicker. How does I mean, that work? Jerry Jones, the owner, after the game, was like, ah, we're not looking for a new kicker. Personally, I would find a new kicker by by Sunday because it's just in his head. And I just don't wait, know that. You- wait, Jerry Jones said personally, he said, we're not looking for no, a no. kicker. But personally, that's what I would do or that's what you would do. No, that's what I would do. Jerry Jones said, we're not looking for a new kicker. That's what I'm saying. Me, mm-hmm. like personally, I would be out there looking for a new kicker. <laughs> Ted Smith's like, you're gone. <laughs> I, I just it's in his head. That's not a form thing or nothing else like. You know what I mean? Like you can coach like bad form or a miss hit or whatever, but it's like you've missed going back to the last game of the regular season. You missed five consecutive extra points. Like that's just in his head. I, I don't know what to do for that on a week's notice. And it's not like we can lose and then come back. Like you're in a divisional game next weekend at San Francisco. Like you're going to need those extra points. God. Yeah, that's that's a tough spot. I mean, God, I would love to just. I would pay a lot to be a fly on the wall of that kicker for the week, you know? Yeah. Well, that's the other thing too, is that I bet he can go down there and like, all week, bang out extra points left and right. I'm I, again, you're talking a very high stakes game here, but I'm just like, uh, I would, I would have somebody else in camp. <laughs> yeah. You think you pull him and wait till next season or you think you just, you just drop him and he's done damaged goods. I mean, if I'm if I'm Jerry Jones, the owner of the Cowboys or the coach there, I'm just like, yeah, we're getting a new kicker this week. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they kicked the crap out of Tampa Bay, so it didn't really matter. But like you're going up against the Niners next week. Like uh, they have a very good defense. Like that's going to be tough. Like you missed three extra points. Like you might lose the game by three points. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I just like how hard you think about it before responding. Like you take these football questions seriously. (laughs) I'm talking about a man's career here. (laughs) Wow, Ted, I didn't even see what you've got sipping on over there. Nice little claw. Good for you, man. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) It's this white claw gang signs now. White claw. White claw mango. (laughs) Uh, All right. Speaking of white claws, Cobb, you were in Nashville. I hear great stories. How was it? Dude, so Nashville was cool. We went down there to celebrate a friend of mine. Um, his name is Big Daddy of Daddy's Dogs. Uh, shout out. He um, he owns a chain of, well, a small empire now of hot dog stands in the Nashville area. Bright yellow branding. Uh, Daddy's Dogs Nash on Instagram. Check him out. Honestly, really good content. Pretty fun to follow. We rolled down and um, he, for the pandemic, um, he... You know, his shop wasn't that busy. So he started doing uh, movie nights, drive-in movie nights. And so for the the drive-in, he his colors are yellow and red. So he had tailor-made a $1,000 custom suit 
uh, and his the logo for his hot dog place is his face with two dogs crossed, almost like a skull and crossbones. So he's got his own face on the back of his jacket. And since then, he started to become sort of a minor celebrity around Nashville. I mean, I would say, you know, local weatherman slash, you know, Ted Smith staff. Local radio. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, so we went down and uh, there was 15 of us. We all put on bright yellow suits. Um, and then we rolled in, we surprised him. We awarded him the man of the year award because he crushed it in 2022. Um, and then we went out, we went out on the town big, uh, down on, uh, Broadway is the main street there. It's where all the like sort of touristy, like honky tonks are and all the country music singers bars. How did you surprise him? Cause I only saw clips of that. Like, did somebody just say, Hey, meet us at this bar is what was there? Like 13 of you, there was 15 of us. So one guy was already headed down to meet him that weekend. Um, and so that guy just messaged me like, hey, come meet me at whatever bar. And then everyone was there ready to go. And so, um, yeah, he started crying. He was really pumped to see all of us. He's been wanting us to get us down there for a while. And we just had an awesome time, man. He's super cool. He's chill. We, um, you know, we just we went out big. And of course, with a giant trophy and 15 guys in yellow suits, uh, we attracted a lot of attention. It was a fun time. Um, yeah. Definitely. uh you know, people were feeding off of our energy. We had some cool, cool conversations and uh, it was like moths to a flame. Like it was fun. You just got to deal with a lot of tourists and stuff. And um, we had an awesome time and it was a great time to just connect with, with a bunch of my close scooter friends, have some good deep talks, you know, share some memories and just kind of, you know, re re-engage. And I think a lot of that has been absent for people during the pandemic. You know, a lot of people have, have sort of had to sacrifice their, their bro time and their meet up with their, their friends. Part of that is pandemic. Part of that is, you know, we're all getting older work schedules change. People have kids, people move, you know, I moved down to Austin. So I see people less. So it was awesome. And, uh, we were on fire. So I will share one quick little story, which is with the suits, we decided to wear Crocs. Um, so, you know, those sort of like, uh, Ted, how would you describe a Croc? <laughs> I think it's 2023. I think people yeah. know what Crocs look like. All right. My parents <laughs> didn't. That's why I say so. Um, <laughs> are you serious? Yeah, so we rolled up to, I would say, probably the biggest nightclub in Nashville. And uh, we rolled up to the door, and the bouncer just looks at us, and he goes, no, not happening. 15 guys, bright yellow suits, dressed to the nines, but we're all wearing Crocs. And he goes, I can't do it. And we're like, what's up, man? And he goes, open-toed shoes. And I kind of looked at him like, open-toed shoes? Like, my man, we're out here with a giant trophy the size of the Stanley Cup. Like, nothing. But I wasn't, you know, I'm not going to argue the bouncer. So I was like, okay, on to the next. So we go on to the next. Well, at some point, it got back to the people who owned the club that Big Daddy had come in and tried to get in and was denied. And oh, they were not having it. So they reached out to Big Daddy on uh, Instagram or Twitter. I'm not sure. And invited us back the next night. Gave us a suite. Gave us like a huge table, bottle service, like girls serving us. It was awesome. It was super fun. And so they totally redeemed themselves. So we were on like this balcony with 15 of us in yellow suits overlooking a whole country nightclub and just like, you know, pulling people up to come hang out is super fun. Yeah, it was awesome. So, all right, because I saw the video of like being in the nightclub and I was like, I didn't, it's like some of those guys, like, that seems odd. They like drop money down to get like a, like the VIP, like 
uh, balcony or whatever. But that makes more sense. They're like, oh, that's our bad, Big Daddy. Bring your crew back the next night. <laughs> yeah, dude. And honestly, funnily enough, like I didn't like being isolated from the crowd. So even though the drinks up there were free, I like snuck my way down into the main crowd and was just like walking around getting drinks. And because, you know, me and my friend Rowan were the only ones in yellow suits on the ground floor. We were just getting mobbed. It was so much fun. There was just a, a ton of inbound traffic. Guys and girls just wanted to chat about it and wonder what's going on. But it was super fun. Oh, dude. If we, Yeah. And I mean, it, I mean, if it's just me and my brother and Will on one of our trips and we see you guys like at some point when you and Rowan walk by, like, hey, 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 what, what's the deal with the yellow suits? Like, we got to know what is going on. Like, what are we missing? <laughs> yeah. And honestly, I was probably in close to 200 photos with tourists. That's <laughs> how many bachelorette parties? Uh, you know, bachelorette parties were down for this season i think it was i mean it was freezing it cold was, there it was january yeah it was like 15 degrees outside so i would say maybe five bachelor parties bachelorette parties all right because from what i can tell that is the bachelorette like capital of the world bachelorette party capital of the states these days yeah it really nashville is like number one new york is big and then austin i would say is like number three or four for sure yeah it's funny they have like a little uh outside of our apartment in austin there's you know those like um uh, those little like booze bikes. I don't know how to describe it. Everyone gets on and they pedal and there's like, it's like a little car and they oh, show yeah, like drinks. the pedal bars or whatever. So like everybody yeah, pedal pub. Like you're sitting at a pedal pub. That's what it is. I knew pub. it had something dude. So the pickup spot for pebble pubs is directly in front of our building. So when they drive out, they drive past our, our balcony and we can see down and see them. Uh, there's six pedal pubs. And there are a lot of bachelorette parties coming to Austin. So every weekend I would say we'll see at least a good 15 bachelorette parties. And at first it's a little annoying, but then you start to see patterns. You start to see trends emerge. And there's one, it's really fun to see the different costumes and outfits because some bachelorette parties bring it. They're awesome. And I'm like, I would be friends with every chick on that thing. They look so cool. And then there's some that just mail it in. And when they're on a pedal pub, and it's 105 degrees out. It's the middle of the day. They're hungover from the night before. It is so pathetic. It is like hard to watch. And they're just, you know, they're cranking the music. A couple of girls are trying to sing. A couple of girls are just like sweating. There's usually like one throwing up. It is a bad, bad look for three, three in the afternoon. So that's pretty fun. I've gotten a little more judgmental about bachelorette parties. And then the one trend I have noticed, which actually I'll tell you off air, but it's an interesting one. I was going to say the thing with those pedal pubs, if I'm always like that feels like a Friday during the day activity, because you're right. I feel like Saturday, like Saturday at noon in 100 degree heat, like I'm going to be sweating, sweating buckets cruising around on that thing. Oh, yeah. People are done for. They're trying to engage people on the sidewalks and everyone on the sidewalks like, hell no, man, I'm still hungover from last night. (laughs) I think there's one or two in Ballard. Yeah, that's right. I've done one in uh, in like Fremont or Ballard. That was actually pretty cool. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, I just I saw that trip. Obviously, I wanted to go. Uh, I talked to one of the founding members of the crew. He texted me like Wednesday, like, do we fly in for a day? And I'm like, oh, this is like Wednesday, right? I'm like, if you had asked me Monday, I would have been in <laughs> yeah. like it's Wednesday. I'm like, I like I now like I'm committed to something <laughs> on Saturday, but I'm like, that would have been crazy. Yeah, exactly. Like it's Wednesday, my guy. We're adults now. I'm in my forties. You got to give right. me at least three days. And he was already like in Florida or something. So I'm like, wow, that seems like an easier pop off for you than me yeah. trying to like in three like right like. And I'm not flying to Nashville for a night. 
<laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, all right. Well, let's take a break here. We'll be back in a sec. All right. Welcome back. Thanks to our sponsors. Uh, they are not a sponsors, but I want to give a special shout out to Rap Snacks. Mm. Lil Baby has a flavor that is that's unreal, boys. It's called like Lil Baby or uh, yeah, Lil Baby All In. Salt and vinegar, barbecue, garlic. I mean, it's like all the flavors together. It tastes like an old bay chip. Dude, I hope he's getting paid on that because I feel like Lil Baby, Dub Baby, a lot of the SoundCloud rappers have started to fall off. Uh, the baby fell off, but he kind of <laughs> torpedoed his own career there a little bit. Oh yeah, I, for sure. I don't know that he was that good of a rapper. Little baby's here to stay. Here to stay. Yeah, you heard it here first. Wow, <laughs> he's a massive dude. I'm like, yeah. Uh, star power wise, like little baby be around for a minute. Plus, also like they just got him in and late in the was getting a bag, and she's like, I've never had these. And I was like, Yeah, you find wrap snacks at random stores. I go. Had some good ones. I was like, this little baby flavor. <laughs> I was like, it's, and I told her, I go, I'm from Maryland. You ever had an old bay chip? She was like, yeah. And I was like, it's kind of like that. Wow. Yeah. Did you see uh, uh, one of Matt's favorite artists is claiming uh, there's a rap beef possibly starting. It's claiming that Jay-Z stole one of his songs. Matt, do you already know about this? One of my favorite artists? Yeah. Uh, Young Gravy? <laughs> no. What's the... um? dude now i'm trying to remember if it was Bitches? ice uh uh ice cube is claiming ice, he wrote no. 99 problems ice cube or ice t that's what i was trying to which one plays in like a rock band ice t actually now wait but ice cube was a rapper right oh yeah dang i think it was it's actually ice cube who is claiming okay. that he wrote it but okay. i mean he wrote 99 problems there is a video of him performing it and then Jay-Z saying he wrote it. Huh. Yeah. So anyway, that's, you know, don't pay that too much probably, attention. Probably I a deep fake. On the internet. Yeah, I saw it on the internet. I have no idea. We're in deep, t- deep fake age, boys. We got to watch out for these things. Yeah, I'm not even here right now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. right. I'm not sure about this one. I haven't seen this one, but. Oh, are you watching uh- it right now? No, nah, I'm just trying to Google the story, but it didn't like pop up right away. All right, let's read some emails. Little baby wrap snack that was delicious. All in. Happy New Year's, boys. Tough one to take at the weekend for the Hawks, but no time to dwell. The Arsenal are eight points clear. Let's F and go, Ted. Yes, sir. I hope this season is making it worth the years of torture the club has provided to you. Oh, I mean, I'm glad I stuck with them, but I mean, they got some FA Cups in there. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> I mean, uh, he's not wrong. Like, it's. I mean, I was talking to an Uber driver Sunday night, and he's like, "I'm so happy we're back." And I was like, "Yep, nice." Uh, life in medicine has been beating me down, and I'm wanting to change fields so I can work more independently. I'm passionate about looking after our body rather than relying on medication. And Matt, as the fountain of knowledge in all things training and nutrition, I wondered if you would be happy to signpost me to some good resources to get started. Happy to DM you if it's easier. Uh, yeah, I, I'm really into, uh, this approach called functional range systems. Uh, there's a guy named strange Grayson on Instagram that posts a lot of wild stuff. Um, and beard the best you can be on Instagram is another good one. Uh, Hunter fitness on Instagram has been an Instagram 
celeb for a while in the fitness realm because of his crazy flexibility posts back in the day like and uh just taking control of your joints one by one uh at a at a very high serious level um has proven to be really cool but it's called functional range systems this guy named dr andreo spina kind of torpedoed it um through a bunch of literature that you know he's the way he talks about is very very enlightening and yeah my joints feel better than ever i'm you know i might as well be 25 again uh which is great because that's about how old i behave uh um, so yeah, those, those Instagram pages are, you know, they, they display their, their crazy mobility, uh, and, and strength in some cool ways, but they're also pretty educational. If you read the captions and they're, they're pretty serious about doing the basics, which anyone can do really relentlessly to get to that level. Um, and so it's really cool that it's kind of system for every human on the planet. That's why I'm reading the book, uh, the story of the human body, that's another good good resource to really get you thinking on the right level about what the hell has happened to our society and our our bodies as a result. Uh, and yeah, those are those are my go to resources on the training side. Uh, nutrition wise, um, Dr. John Berardi and Precision Nutrition really hammered home more fundamentals. You know, um, yeah, they're 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 the kings of that. So. Um, yeah, eat slow, get your vegetables, drink your water. Uh, but yeah, precision nutrition and functional range uh, conditioning, or um, the functional range system has a bunch of things within it. But I'm functional range conditioning uh, certified. So yeah, if anyone's interested, all that stuff I think applies for everybody. Like the nutrition, we're all eating, and our joint longevity will become one of the most important things of our life at some point. <laughs> Uh, P.S. <clears throat> I finally got to see Aaron Jones live a few months back. Not only is he now big time enough to tour the UK, he is also selling underwear with his name on it at the merch table. See attached photo. What a wild ride that guy has been on. He even took the time to say how gassed he was that his name would be on my girlfriend's vagina. And then here's a photo of honestly a pretty cool Aaron Jones logo. Cheers, boys. <laughs> and challenge it. Harvey, the English doctor. Oh, nice. I like that. Yeah, Aaron puts on a hell of a show, man. Man, Aaron and Big Daddy, for the record. And if you've been listening to for a long time, you heard him here first. Yeah, that's right. right. Big Daddy came on a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Is uh is Aaron really blowing up now? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. He's on he's Big he's time. all over the place. Also, Good it's him, ice, dude. it's ice tea and Jay Z. No nice. way. I gotta read up on that then. Yeah, I just read a quick synopsis. I guess Ice T wrote the song, like performed it. Somebody else made a verse on it. Chris Rock heard it, told Rick Rubin about it and said, Jay-Z should remake it. So the, I guess there's no real beef because Ice-T is like, I'm cool with Jay. And they paid the publishing and everything. They did everything legally correct. He's just like, just seems odd. He never was like, yeah, it's an Ice-T song. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so funny because honestly, like I used to hate on Jay-Z all the time. And then he came out with that diss track on Nas. And I was like, that's pretty good. Then Nas came back. And then he comes out with the Black Album. But like, I, I give all the credit to Rick Rubin. But it's like, I didn't know they were out here buying songs. Dude, wow. Rick Rubin, man. That guy. Wow. Unreal. One of my favorite people. Well, yeah. I see the OG in that story. Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Shout out Rick Rubin for sure. Um, if you don't know who he is, there's some cool YouTube videos. Highly recommend. Hypnotoad. I'm sure you've gotten a few nice. messages about this, but Hypnotoad is from Futurama. Bart in Bellingham. Oh, all right. All right. So they didn't just come up with it. That's just what they were using. That makes a lot of sense. I used to love Futurama. I haven't seen it in a long time, but like when that first came out, dude, I was watching every episode. I never got into Futurama. Like I like Rick and Morty, which is kind of futuristic stuff, I guess, or space stuff. But yeah, but that makes more sense how that Hypnotoad was everywhere. They had flags with it, but if it was already in pop culture, I'm sure Hypnotoad's been around for a while. Cobb, I went back to that episode, and now there is only a short pause where the ad used to be. If I remember correctly, it was some kind of healthy popcorn offered by Whole Foods Market. Well, uh, oh, he didn't use his name, so well, emailer. Um, I actually live in the Whole Foods headquarters, so it's still possible that there's a conspiracy. They have offices on the first couple floors of the of my apartment building. I got a bug, dude. Yeah, it, it also it also could be that it's a massive company that just paid for those ads. <laughs> that, that's insane. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. I normally just have iTunes automatically download all new episodes and delete them when they've been played. So I can I get the old audio back? It appears it appears the episodes that get streamed uh, get their ads updated or removed at a certain time. Nice, right on. Well, thanks for writing in. I, it's hard to not say people's names, but thanks, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I can see their name, too. Um, all right. Hello, Ted. I'm finally listening to your podcast, and I'm enjoying it more than you thought I would. So the first episode I listened to was when you wore the horse head during sex. This is an image that I will not soon forget. So in November, when we are eating our stuffing and my homemade rolls, I will have this image in my head. Thank you for that. Cheers. Brenda. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Brenda is a friend that goes to the same uh, Thanksgiving I've been going to for a long time. She, the guy make a good stuff and she like home makes rolls. They are freaking awesome. And I was, she, they were all asking me about the podcast. I was like, I don't know if you guys really be into it or whatever. So that's good to hear. Glad you, glad you guys enjoyed it. I'll see you guys somewhere around soon. That's awesome. All right. Yeah. When you said that, I was like, wait a minute. Who did I talk to about that? I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. There's one more. I gave right. you the sign off. Street beefs. First of all, one of my favorite subjects. Are you guys both familiar before we get into this email? Like people like have beef in the streets or like just meet you get in the street. YouTube channel street beefs. All right. Matt. No. Nope. Oh, my God. I'm the only one on. Dude, this feels amazing. You guys are always so ahead of me on pop culture stuff. I've been watching Street Beefs for years. All right, let's get into this. Um, I heard you guys talking about bum fights earlier, but have you heard of Street Beefs on YouTube? It's basically a backyard fight club with no money exchange for fighters or spectators, so they're able to fight within the law. It started in Virginia, but there's a couple chapters around. Since Washington State has a mutual combat law, there's a branch out in Gig Harbor called Street Beefs Scrapyard where fighters can go and fight. Grit City Podcast has done a few interviews with them and went to a match. It's a whole production. Uh, Michelle. First of all, Michelle, yes, huge Street Beefs fan. Uh, for people who are wondering, it's like if you took the UFC cage and then you removed all of the budget. So if you and three of your friends had $100 and about three hours to build a cage for people to fight in. 
So it's essentially a dirt floor, some plywood around the sides, spray painted, and then occasionally, you know, uh, occasionally like a little bit of fencing around that, but not always. Um, and then street beefs, you know, I mean, it's refereed by the guy you think would be refereed by just a guy in a polo, uh, a black polo. He does a little intro and, uh, Ted, I hope you're looking it up right now. It's I'm awesome. looking at it right now. Some of these so, players look yeah. like they know what they're doing though. It, it really is. It, it, the appeal of it is the fight after school. When you would hear that there's going to be a fight between two, you know, you know, fairly like fairly athletic people or, you know, kind of big dudes. You're like, oh, I want to see that. That is you know, this is the internet's own version. It's called street beefs. They settle it in the streets and it's, um, it's cage matches, but with no cage, just in a backyard and some, some plywood built around them to keep them in a sort of makeshift arena. It's awesome. It's ratchet. It's pretty ghetto. You get some big mismatches. Um, you get some pretty insane knockouts and you actually get some fairly skilled fighters. I would say Um, some people get in there and they really know what they're doing and know what they signed up for. And some people are literally settling street beefs. I mean, occasionally there are like this guy slept with my girlfriend or this guy did whatever. And people are pissed and they sort it out like men inside of, I don't know if it's called the octagon inside of the, uh, the wooden pit, but uh, pretty cool. And Michelle, I I have no idea why you know what this is, but hell yeah, dude. I like it says this is a brotherhood slash sisterhood of like minded people who love fighting fitness and who hate gun violence. (laughs) It's a strong mission statement. Love it. So it looks like this this chapter that's in Tacoma is kind of its own thing. It's got 200,000 subscribers already. So that's Street Beef Scrapyard, which is a little different. It actually looks quite a bit more professional. I mean, there's some. There's some chain link and some field turf down. But if you go to the original street, street beefs, it's pretty ratchet. <laughs> That's pretty wild. Also, oh. weirdly, randomly for my senior project in high school, I built a steel cage, but not for fighting, for cheering for basketball. But it looked a lot like these little setups. <laughs> All right. Let's check in with what's happening. Hey, what's good? What's happening? Uh, before we get to what's happening. Hey, what's good? What's happening? Check out what's happening. Hey, what's good? What's happening? Uh, before we get to what's happening. Hey, what's good? What's happening? Check out what's happening. Uh huh. I had a good weekend. It was fun. Uh, so. Saturday, I worked. I told you I moved close to work. So Saturday, Friday and Saturday, I walked to work. Um, It's a nice lifestyle, Ted. It is. I highly recommend it for everybody if you could do it. Did you do the weight vest we were talking about? No. (laughs) No. I got plenty of respect. Um, People noticed. Mostly coworkers that early. But um, the... You know, I was just thinking about my good friend Ted and how smart he is. Just walking to work, like what a great way to to get into the headspace. Um, and you know, yeah, it was just it was awesome. So, but then Saturday, I had to work till one, and the game was at one thirty. So then I live two and a half miles uphill away. My work's uphill, so then I had to run two and a half miles downhill, which good thing I've been doing all that functional range conditioning stuff so my joints could take it because I feel like running 2.5 miles downhill 
<laughs> that's a good little jaunt downhill. There's a big ask on the old ankles and knees. I'm 36. Yeah. Like I'm I'm not 25 anymore. That's why I was saying like I feel good, boys. Um, this stuff is awesome because I that was me like testing it out. I haven't been pushing myself physically a ton lately. I've just been trying to figure out my freaking joints and my capsules and mechanoreceptors. It's wild stuff. So. Then we got, I got in time just for the Seahawks game. I had installed the TV the night before on the wall mount. Yeah, that was a whole, whole thing, you know. And then I get the package open and then I had to go to Lowe's and get a hundred dollars worth of tools for the one job because (laughs) you have nothing. I needed a socket wrench. They don't sell a single socket wrench in the one size that the instructions asked for. You got to buy a whole set. And then, I needed a drill bit. I yeah. I have been in one of the worst situations ever not to have a socket wrench. And I believe the line was Cobb, my kingdom for a socket wrench right now. <laughs> 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 Trying to put together a car, car Costco carport at Bernie man, two guys. God damn. I would have killed for a socket wrench that day. <laughs> oh my God. I know. Go ahead, Matt. Sorry. Yeah, no, they're clutch. <laughs> And there's yeah. part of me, it's like I have an, a, like an adjustable manual wrench, you know? And I was like, that might work. And then by the time I, I was like, no, it wouldn't. I was very glad I had the whole set. Um, same thing with the drill bits, you know? And those just, you know, you so you got to, you're just on the hook for a bunch of stuff that, you know, I guess it's good to have, but you don't need it all the time. But when you do need it, you need it. And then, but you know, it's like the Hawks are in the playoffs. So like, this annoying home improvement project that costs a hundred dollars more than anticipated after I thought I'd already bought the thing. And like, I was like, it's all right. The Hawks are playing tomorrow. We're getting this freaking done. Right. Yep. And then, yep. That's good work out of you. Got it done. You know, I, I didn't know you could just mount a 55 inch TV by yourself. I mean, Tyler helped hanging it up, but that is a pretty wild little, like, now it's just hanging there, and it's like this is a big TV hanging up there yeah. that I put up my brand new socket wrench. Um, so it was good. It was good. Good sense of accomplishment. Um, the game, you know, I mean, that first half was so much fun. It was awesome. Like, what are you gonna do? This is a whole the whole season we were playing with house money. We still got a top five pick, and we won one half of playoff football. Like that's a great season. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was fun. Uh, and then uh, that night, uh, Tim Dillon was here, one of my favorite comedians. I love oh, nice. his podcast. I'm not, I'm not co-signing on everything he says on it, so everybody could just relax. But it's hilarious, and I agree with a lot of what he says, actually, but not not all of it. So, but yeah, he's he crushed it. Um, he was out at the casino. Um, and pretty big room, not completely full, but big, big crowd. You know, he's he's come a long way since I first heard him, you know, on History Hyenas when he was not really a known commodity. He's he's had a big, big rise the last few years. So um, it was cool seeing him in a huge room. I saw him at the improv a few uh, like six, seven months ago or something. And all that stuff got released on his Netflix special. So I liked the new material. He had a lot of desert references because he lived here over the pandemic. So, you know, it was fun getting all the local references from like a a big time national headliner. Um, And especially in a small town. It's not like someone's just talking about New York or L.A. the whole time. It's very Valley specific. And it was, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. So, um, 
yeah, Sunday just relaxed, moved in some more, watched the rest of the playoffs and kind of kicked it. Yeah, Sunday actually was very there was there was good games. I know. I know. Like I, I didn't really want to watch them. And I was like, what are you gonna do? Well, on Sunday it was kind of raining. That was one of those days. Like I was like, ah, I gotta go home and like do some stuff. And then it was like, well, there's another game on. Like, ah, we'll watch it. It's a good game. And it's like, hey, I might as well stay for the late game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about the Giants or the Vikings, but damn it, the Giants won. You know what? And I shouldn't say that. Like, it could have been a normal Sunday afternoon. I would have been like, yeah, we should stay for at least half of the late game. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, my buddy Troy did it to me a couple weeks ago. He was like, I'll leave by the late game. I'm just going to watch the first quarter. I'm just going to stay. T- I was like, all right, halftime, you got to leave. <laughs> there's, been, there's been somebody on my couch like all weekend. <laughs> Monday morning comes quick. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. Well, I guess it's about that time. Cobb topic. Cobb topic. Uh, just a quick note for you tool heads out there. Ted and I were putting together that whole tent with just two little like baby crescent wrenches. And it was probably, I don't know, 50 of these little screws, that, like nuts that had to be tightened down. It was awful. And they oh. were all, none of them were near the ground level. And we didn't have it, a, a ladder. And it was the middle of the day in the desert. Yeah, it was like 110 degrees, dude. It's awful. And I didn't um, realize you can put a socket attachment on a drill, too. Just to Yeah, Doc. Oh. Neither did we. There's a lot of things <laughs> you can do with like I'm saying, like socket wrench. Like, you will never hear me argue that a socket wrench isn't a good investment. Yeah. <laughs> Not now, Matt. It's too soon, dude. All right. Um, Ted, he's out this- there flexing. And he yeah, also yeah. like also like nonchalantly. He's like, yeah, fifty-two inch. Like, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, I didn't even realize that you guys could have done it in ten seconds. Trenpanitias. <laughs> um. All right. So, uh, Ted, th- th- I-, I don't really know where this one comes from, but this is just more almost directed at, at you. But Matt, I'm interested to hear your answer too. And uh, so, Ted, you've been a big SNL fan for as long as I've known you. Yep. And I kind of just want to get your insight on this. Um, and uh, okay, well, I'll just out with it. Who, in your opinion, is the best SNL cast member of all time? So feel free to email us literally the word email at thepodcast.com. Um, we'll read it on air. That's your that's your big prize. Honestly, it's just fun to mess around, read emails. We do a segment every time, but literally the word email at the with two E's podcast.com. Who is the best SNL character? Or cast member, cast not, member, not character, cast member. I'm sorry, cast member of all time. God, that's a tough call because some people are like really funny and like legendary cast members, but I wouldn't say they're the best cast member. Like I don't, I'm I'm clearly I don't have an answer right now, but like I've had arguments with people about which like era of cast members you think is the best, which is of easy all time. You don't have to answer right now. I can I can buy you some time. Mine would be Will Ferrell for sure. Ooh. I love Will Ferrell. He branched out just everything he's in, dude. Even as he's gotten older, he's just been super funny and he just he brings it. Matt, how about it's, you? It's him or Chris Farley for me. No, I you mean, gotta look, pick one. There can I be love, only one. Fine, I'll I take love Chris Farley. Farley. I love Farley, but a lot of times he wasn't in a ton of stuff. Honestly, Will Ferrell's a good call, but he's been on there so long. It might be Keenan Thompson. 
Wow, nice, dude. Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Can I take your order? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Keenan's been on there for a minute. I mean, he's I mean, he's the longest running member of all time, cast member of all time. And some of his skits are skits are legendary. I mean, Will yeah. Farrell is definitely up there. Man, that's a tough question. Like Sandler, you remember for all the weekend update stuff, but I don't think he had like a ton of like famous like skits. Oh, yeah. Maybe David Spade. That's a good one. That's and good honestly, one. Joe Dierte was amazing. I'm going to need a full answer, though. I'm, at some point, we're going to need you to commit. I know. It doesn't have to be now. We're but. not even talking about like, uh, well, it's going to say like Ackroyd or anybody right now. Yeah. yeah. Or, I mean, John Belushi. Yeah. Yeah. There's been a lot. Phil Hartman. Eddie Murphy? <laughs> Why, wait, Eddie Murphy was a cast member? Oh, yeah. You've never seen... Whoa, uh, no, I didn't know that. Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood? <laughs> <laughs> no. That sounds like real-ass duck tours. Like we came up with. It pretty much is. Oh. Uh, McDonald. Was Kevin Nealon on there? Yeah. Yes, he did. We yeah, Colin dude. Quinn had, was great on Weekend Update. Oh, Colin those Quinn. Ones. Yeah. He's, I love Man, his God, that is a... That is a tough question. I mean, it's prob. I'm probably with you. It probably is. I don't know. I'm torn between Will Ferrell and Keenan Thompson. Farley's my number one favorite, but I don't know that I can call him the best cast member. Well, Ted, you know, I hate to be that guy. We've been friends a long time, but I'm going to have to get you to commit to an answer. Well, it's like, look, I can say Marshawn Lynch is probably my favorite Seahawk of all time, but you can't honestly sit there and go, he's the best Seahawk of all time. Who would that go to? Steve Largent. Okay, there you go. So <laughs> if Steve Largent was an NS, an SNL cast member, <laughs> who would he be? God damn it, <laughs> <laughs> bro! Come on, you know you know who I am. We're eight years in. Don't, you're not going to verbal jujitsu me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to use your strength against you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, well, you're not I, I, look, I'm just I'm like Giselle's trainer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm going Keenan Thompson. Nice. I like that. I like that answer a lot. Yeah. For the scared straight stuff or Black Jeopardy alone. <laughs> yeah. Dude, he's just he's been in a lot of good little movies and stuff too. Also commercials. I feel like he's in a lot of commercials. Oh yeah. And he has a show called Keenan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's pretty multivariate. Great cast member. Did we settle Matt down with one yet? Uh, I'll I'd say Chris Farley still like it's a pick from the heart, but I'd also, you know, yeah, there's a great point with Marshawn. I'm like, yeah, I'll call him the best Seahawk ever. Like, I don't know, I was at that Beast Quake game. Like, nobody, it, it it's fun when there are things that I can't really be wrong about, you know. So I'm like, yeah, it's Farley and Marshawn, baby. Like, nice, <laughs> what are you gonna yeah. do? dude. Honestly, a couple other random ones like oh, Dana Carvey, the guy. The guy from Globo Gyms going with like the two most popular people. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. I mean, Jesus, did Walt not play on that line for years? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's been on our podcast, dude. Yeah, have some respect. Put some, worry, put some respect on our calls, dude. Yeah, sprinkle, sprinkle some respect on his name. <laughs> You're going to say it around here. The guy's a goddamn NFL Hall of Famer. Like, we respect Walter Jones on this podcast. Yeah, what have you done? You walked home from the gym? F you, Matt. 
<laughs> you walked home from work. Good for you, Doc. He walked two and a half miles, pushing other 300 pounders around, Matt. <laughs> yeah, challenge it. <laughs> you know what? We're just going to end it right there. That's too good. <laughs> Street beefs. Street beefs. <laughs> Matt versus Waltz. Matt, no offense. I just don't see you winning this one. You're going to need a lot of technique. Yeah, he's thick. <laughs> uh, All right. For MCTV. For Cobb of the Ted Smith Disney Podcast. Cheers.